Hi, welcome to Project Healing, a podcast whose mission is to shed light on true self-care, healing our inner demons, and connecting the world in deeper and more meaningful ways. We all have a story to share, and we're very excited to be a part of helping everyone to share their own along the path of their healing journey. I'm your host, Katherine Galvin, psychic medium and intuitive healer, and with me, I have my co-host. I'm Jenna Korzynski, empathic psychic medium and intuitive soul coach. I believe that we have to feel our pain in order to heal it, and that community is a large part of that process. Speaking our truth and riding the waves of life is how we heal, and we welcome you to do the same. This is Project Healing. We would like to thank our patrons for their support monthly, and if you would like to check out our Patron tiers, we have everything from monthly group meetings to just a simple shout out and one-on-ones as well as healing opportunities. So we would like to thank Jessica Lisland, Catherine Kendall, Manuela Cardenas, Reese the Rue, and Katie Duvetter, and Janet Adams, as well as Chelsea Ayers. Thank you all for your continued support. We appreciate you so much. Welcome back to Project Healing. Hi, Jenna. Hey, hey, hey. What's up? Yo, let's talk about money. Ooh. Money, 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 money. You know, it's interesting. I used to cringe when people said money. Like, let's talk about man. And now I'm like, okay, let's talk about money. Let's do this. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) You you have an interesting – we both have an interesting relationship with money. Everybody probably has an interesting relationship with money. Uh, and that's our episode. <laughs> the end. All right. We'll catch you guys next time. <laughs> uh, Jenna and I both struggled with the idea that we didn't have to figure out where all of the money was coming from in order to make our wildest dreams come true. And – Neither of us would be here in this position if we continued to let money dictate our futures, our present, our what we did daily. Finish my thought. Also, yes. Uh, Yeah. No, you said it. I mean, (laughs) words are hard, guys. Words are so hard. Um, Money can be really scary, right? So... I know, like, for myself, like, when I walked into, like, adulthood, right, all of a sudden you have to figure it out on your own. And I remember being like, how am I going to have the money to pay my bills? And how am I going to have the money to have fun? How am I going to have the money to do all the things? And then I found credit cards, and that was not the answer. (laughs) Yeah, the real money, right? The money that you have to pay back with more money. Oh, not the answer. Not the answer. I think we can cut the episode there. How about that? Yeah, right. Credit cards are not the answer, friends. Okay. This episode was inspired by a reading that I did with a woman who has two careers, basically. She is literally doing two things that people can make a career out of. And I don't want to like completely out her on this episode and and who she was and what we talked about. But essentially, she could leave job A to do job B full time. Or leave job B to do job A full-time. And while one of these jobs was in the school system and she was sick of doing it, I'm sitting there talking to her and I'm realizing that 
she's not giving up that job because she's afraid of losing that income. But she's already doing her second job as something that other people do as a full-time job without a, like a supplemental income, right? So she's afraid that yeah. it's not going to be able to provide for her, but it's already providing for thousands of people doing that same job. And it's her passion. So I feel like we have this idea that we have this idea that we can't make money doing what we love and we can't love what we do if it's making good money. And it's such bullshit. Yes. Yeah, it absolutely is. And it's it's like a, a mind trap in a way because we get stuck in this like comfort zone of what society wants from us and what we were taught is like the normal thing to do. So um, I've had that come up for myself and I've also had it come up with clients as well that, um, you know, because all of my family members didn't ever do this type of job. That means I can't make money there because they don't have faith in me. Well, do you have faith in you? Well, yeah, I do, but I've never seen anybody do it. Well, you have faith in yourself. It makes you happy. Move forward with it. But we're all so afraid to jump. We are so afraid to jump because it's scary, right? It's it's a little terrifying. It's definitely a little terrifying. Or you also hear a lot of people not even like, let's not even apply this just to like what we do for a living. Think about how many people are unhappy in their marriages. They're like, well, I'm not going to leave because money. You're going to stay unhappy because your bills are paid? Ooh, yeah. That is such bullshit. That's a, that's a tough one. That, um, Yeah. That's like scary to me. And, you know, it's interesting. I think I probably have a very different perspective on that because I, when my parents split up when I was a teenager, I watched my mom be like, oh, we're going to make this happen. Like, it's going to work. It will figure it out. And she did. So I have like, you know, reservations around hearing people say things like what you just said. Um, because I know it is possible. I watched someone do it. I watched my own mother do it and stand up and say, like, we're going to make this happen. And she did. And um, she may have felt like she was going crazy at times, but she made everything real easy for us. You know, she did. Yeah. She managed to make it at least look easy and feel easy for us. I'm sure she probably faced a lot of her own struggles. But um, it didn't stop her from moving forward and saying, I need to find my own happiness. Yep. I remember my mom cutting up all of her credit cards and keeping them to the refrigerator. Ooh, I like as that. A, yeah, as that indicator of I'm, I'm not going to go down this road again and I need to start being able to do this for myself without help of, not, of, of credit cards. And I think that um, what I took from that into my adulthood was that you have to have this very strict budget at all times and nothing can deviate and you will always be very close to not having enough because we were always very close to not having enough. And it's so interesting. It was just today that I realized I was saying, you know what? I'm only working three days a week right now. I'm taking readings Monday nights, shameless plug, and Tuesdays and Thursdays during the day. I'm working half time at the job that I love and that bothers me sometimes. And I was, I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, I just hate that I'm not bringing in the kind of money that I was 
before Mike left or before I had Connor. And she said, but are you comfortable with what you have? It was like hitting my face into a brick wall. I went, oh my God, I am. We just replaced our hot water tank without flinching. We asked for an estimate just to know what was coming out rather than to think like, okay, how many credit cards do we have to string together to do this? Which is not such a distant thought for us. So the idea of money holding you back, it's freaking archaic. If you want things to work out for you and you want to have your money situation straight, you also need to focus on making sure that you're doing what makes you happy. Yes. Because how we do yes. one thing is how we do everything. And if you're scared of not having enough money, you're, oh, my kids are totally awake right now and you're going to hear like, <laughs> everything in the background. Um, no editing. This Mom one, life. You guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. If, you, if you are too afraid of the money being there, the money won't be there. And if you're too yes. afraid of never being happy, you're never going to be happy. It's the same idea. Don't let money hold you back. Absolutely. So you just made me think of something. So something that I used to hear um, from people a lot was like, oh, yeah, I can't afford that. I can't afford that. Whatever it is, you know, um, I can't afford this. Like when I got a new car was a great example of it. A lot of my um, coworkers was like, oh, I wish I could have a new car, but I can't afford that. And I'm like, wait a minute, you can't afford it. Well, you you eat out every single day. You get your lunch outside um, from a restaurant every single day. So maybe you can't afford it. Maybe you just need to shift your finances in some way to figure out how you can afford it. And it's like, you get this like blank stare of like, wait, what? <laughs> so, you know, not only can we figure out how to create more income, but we can also figure out how to streamline the income that we do make yes. so that it's going towards things that we really want and really need and things that can help propel us forward into our own, you know, future goals. Yeah. Years ago, I had a coworker say to me that it must be nice to have my own house and to be married to someone in the military so that I can have my own house. And the first thing that came into my head that I can't believe I didn't just spit out because I wasn't so spiritual at the time. But the first thing that I thought was, yeah, I'm really sorry your life choices have led you to where you are right now. And by the way, you're also living in a really nice space in a really nice part of town because your family owns that and you rent it back from them. So... Let's talk about situations. I would really like to have that space as well, but I chose to live somewhere else. I chose to not be house broke. Yeah. It's all in the decisions that you make. It's Definitely. You can't hold it. If you see someone living this life where they have the nicest cars and, and the nicest house and the nicest everything, what are what are they lacking in their life? And maybe it's nothing because they believe that there's an endless source of abundance for them in every aspect of their lives. Right. It's your belief, right. you guys. You guys. Definitely. <laughs> she just had to drive that home with her New York attitude. She said what you she got to do right Use guys. Use guys that are listen. Pay attention. Polish the use guys. (laughs) 
Um, and then there's also that, like, you know, a lot, I know so many creative people, so many creative people and they're creating all the time. Right. And you say to them, wow, you should sell that. And they look at you like you've got eight heads. What do you mean? Like, I just oh, do this just for, for fun. Me. Yeah. It's just for fun. I just do it. I just like doing it and, you know, I'll give them as gifts and things like that. I'm like, people like that stuff. I mean, look at our world right it. now. Like, yeah, absolutely. Look at these websites that have popped up that are making <laughs> millions of dollars because people are popping up a shop for every possible thing. Anything is possible in the world people, that we are living in right now. People sell their dirty socks and underwear to people. Like, you have a talent. I'm just saying. And- <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> How did we get there? Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> That I I feel like I barely get my underwear to the washing machine in a in a realistic time. I mean, I change my underwear every day. I feel like I should say that, but <laughs> after saying <laughs> Good that, to know. but how would I manage to find someone to buy it and then also mail it? Like birthday cards are late. I'm not going to get you my stanky drawers on time. All right, we're going to rein this back in. We're no, we're not. No, we're not. The point is, if people can sell their freaking dirty underwear online, you can sell your yeah. artwork. You can sell your bead bracelets. Absolutely. You can sell recipes. You can sell whatever it is that is special to you and yes. what you do. Just saying, Definitely. maybe it is just your stinky underwear, but you go, girl. Sell that. <laughs> If there's anybody listening that has experience with that, we'd love to have you on the show to pick your brain. We got questions. <laughs> All right. So, thanks um, for what do you do? Yeah, thanks for listening. The end. We've ended this episode already. I think that's the third ending. We've <laughs> it's over. Um, how do we how do we get there? Right. So we're preaching on like, don't get stuck in this poverty mindset. Don't think that you can't overcome this. But how how do we overcome it? How do we do this? If you can collect yourself dirty underwear lady. <laughs> By selling your dirty drawers. I really hope Kelly is listening to this one. <laughs> She's behind. It's okay. <laughs> she just shakes her head at me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I just gave this idea to, and it's not my original idea. I don't remember where it came from, actually, but uh, one of those money manifestation type people. By the way, there's no shortcut to that. You can't just say, oh, I attract infinite abundance, and boom, there it is. Okay. You have to thank you. It. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. You have to do the work behind it as well. But your belief is huge. It's a huge part of it. Huge. Um, You can try for for like two to three weeks, say for 21 days, because everyone loves that number. For 21 days, every time you buy something, write thank you on the receipt. If you don't have a physical receipt – then keep a notebook of like fake receipts where you can write what it was, draw a little rectangle around it, write, thank you, universe. Thank you for your infinite abundance. Thank you for the ability to pay my electric bill. 
Thank you for the electricity. Thank you for the employees who are behind the electricity. Uh, whatever it is, I kind of feel like I should double check to make sure I paid my electric bill, being that that was the one. <laughs> That's like, the one that popped hey. for you? Yeah. Say electricity <laughs> again. Okay. Should I do right. that? Uh, yeah. But Rada, thank you. If When you order your groceries or your or your dinner to be delivered to your damn door now, write a thank you to to your yeah. wallet, to your bank, to the food that's being provided to you. Be grateful for the money that you're spending, even if it's your last dime on your water bill. Also going to check yes. that one. Yeah. You, <laughs> Absolutely. And I think, too, like, yeah, being grateful is huge. Um, Really, really huge because – I personally feel like when we give our money with gratitude, it's guaranteed. It's guaranteed oh, to come yeah. back to us. I And I've seen, I've watched it happen within minutes. I'm sure you've experienced that too. Within minutes, I go, oof, I really don't want to pay this one. And then it, I'm like, you know what? It's fine because it's going to come back and boom, it comes back. Somebody books a session or something happens yes. where I'm like, oh, and there it is. Okay. Love it. Um, we also have to let go of the reasons why we live in this like, poverty mindset, right? So um, think about like, like, what are the, your thoughts around money? Like for me, it was like, I have to have X amount of uh, dollars in savings at all times was one of mine, right? So I started thinking like, well, where did that come from? You know, and I thought about my childhood and the fact that I like was pretty much like taught about saving from day one. Like that was what my parents taught me. It was like saving, 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 saving. Not yes. that it's unintelligent so, to have a savings account. Like, we're not saying that. Right. Yeah. So I realized that I was so stuck on the savings aspect, but then I would beat myself up so much if I tapped into that savings that it was like an unhealthy relationship with having a savings account. So I had to work through that. And I had to say, you know what? Whether I have a savings or not and what the amount is in the savings account, that's up to me. I get to decide that and what's comfortable for me, not what was like instilled in my mind as the right thing to have or the right amount to have or whatever it is. And I also don't need to beat myself up over every time I touch that savings account. Um, and that came from hearing my parents say like, oh, we have to tap into the savings. We have to tap into the savings. And me yeah. building up like fear in my body, like, oh, my gosh, we have the savings. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't touch the savings. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So I had to work through that. So take a look at what your triggers are around money and kind of analyze them a little bit and say, oh, okay, that came from here. Now I can recognize that and I can shift my thinking there because I'm in control now, not whatever I learned it from. Yeah. So when we just recently had our hot water tank replaced, I remember I got the estimate. They're like, okay, well, it's one. It's going to be around $1,350. And I was like, okay. In my mind, I automatically said, it's not going to cost any more than that. That's what it's going to be. And then, and it was, which I was super thrilled about. Um, and then I looked at our savings and I said, I really don't want to pull from there, but I have it and I'm going to because that's why this is here. I had to walk myself through that as well. And yeah. then at the same time, calling my husband to tell him, this is where I pulled it from. This is where it's coming from. I am paying myself back as I do this because I this is this is mine. I'm very proud of this. And I yep. remembered, I'm telling him, I'm like, do you remember when we didn't have this? 
Do you remember just two years ago, three years ago, I forget how old Jameson is and I mark so much of my financial journey by that child. Three years ago with Jameson, I was skipping credit card bills to pay utilities and vice versa. Yeah. It wasn't a choice at that point of do I pull from savings and pay myself back immediately or over time? It was literally, am I keeping our power on or am I buying groceries? If I paid a hundred dollars right. on this credit card now, that's reopened like $75. So now I can buy that. And, and it, yes. it was terrible. So when we speak, when Jenna and I are telling you that you can have a life where you're at least comfortable around money, trust that we're coming from a place where we have like really trudged that murky water to get to this place. Even just recently for you, and I'm totally throwing you under the bus here because they think this is huge. When you let go of your job with childcare, Mm -hmm. a lot of the resistance around that, I mean, yes, it was the families and it, it was letting go of that, but it was also the guaranteed paycheck. Absolutely. Absolutely. It was the guaranteed paycheck. I was like, listen, I, I know what my income is week to week yeah. because it's th- like, th- that doesn't waver for me. Like it doesn't waver and running my own business one week can be huge and the next week can be very little. And so that was a big fear of mine. I was afraid to let go, even though I was unhappy because of money. Like, and that's, I'm fine with you throwing me under the bus because it's a perfect thing to talk about in this, in this particular conversation. I, I literally had to look at it and say, well, what's more important, the money in the bank or my mental health? Yeah. And that was the deciding factor for me. Really. I was like, I don't feel good doing this anymore. I'm constantly stressed out. I am watching relationships fade away that are very important to me. Um, I am not myself. I'm a shell of myself and I'm, I'm pretending all the time. I don't want to do that anymore. Um, and I walked away and have I had to worry at all? No, because a, I have this nice cushy little bank account all of a sudden that I never had before because I stepped out of my comfort zone and started creating and created that abundance for myself before I took the leap, right? I put myself out there and said, I'm just going to do this. Um, and B, I had faith that it was all coming back to me. It was all coming back to me. And it, it, it has not disappointed me at all. (laughs) I I do not regret that decision. (laughs) And see, she's selling her dirty underwear. (laughs) Just kidding. Uh, Yeah. No, no. I did say to my husband though at one point, and this was just a joke because I was like, this is real life. So I found out that like people have like OnlyFans accounts for like just their feet. Like it's just, they just put their feet on there. And I was like, yo, I could do that. Like nobody will see my face. It's just my foot. And he was like, you've got to be kidding me. And I was like, people are making good money with just their feet. (laughs) I was like, that's the backup plan, boo. That's the backup plan. (laughs) Me and you playing footsie, Ricky. (laughs) (laughs) Does he have red hair on his feet? Um, no, he doesn't really have very hairy feet, but I suppose like his toe hair. Yeah, I think his toe hair is red. Oh my God. He's going to love that. That's out there now. Ricky, if you would listen, we wouldn't talk about you. (laughs) Not going to happen. Not going to (laughs) happen. He listens to me talk enough. I'm sure Mike agrees. (laughs) 
Oh, Mike talks <laughs> endlessly. As talkative as I am, I want you to picture this. Point of view. Because Mike never shuts up, so this is my chance. <laughs> but then you're with me. I don't shut up either. Like we. <laughs> it's a match made in heaven. Okay, Fine. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> it really is about having a lightheartedness about money, though, and that journey starts with with gratitude for what you have. And if you can't, I've been saying this a lot lately. If you feel like you can't find something that makes you happier that you're grateful for, then imagine living in a place where you can be happy and have gratitude for what you have in that imaginary land because it's at least giving you the energy of having. Yeah, we're, we're living in a time of instant manifestation. If you want to sit there and say, I'm broke, I can't, I don't, I whatever, then at least say, I choose not to. Rather than, I can't because X, Y, and Z. No, just make that a conscious choice. Right. It's just what it is. You, um, a lot, a lot of people are like teetering on this edge of like 5D and 3D and 5D and 3D. And they're going back and forth with the idea that they can have everything they want. And then, fuck, we're still stuck in this mentality that our parents had where we have to save, save, save and scavenge and and scavenge and just make sure that, like, every little penny is out of the couch, you know? And so many people grew up that way. And I got to say, we were – I was looking at uh, Google Ads today to see what they were tracking for me because I fell down a TikTok hole and I saw, like, where you can see what the Google Ads are tracking about you and how it knows, like – what class you are and like how many kids you have and like that kind of thing. And like, if you're a parent, if you're not, if you're a pet owner and I was scrolling down and it had me tagged as upper middle class. And I thought to myself, wow, I never thought about it that way. But I guess, I guess we are because middle class, true middle class is so much lower to lower class right now where you're, you're beg borrowing and stealing to get by. And we're comfortable. We could take a vacation if we wanted to. We, I mean, we want to, but COVID. I mean, <laughs> life is okay. A third baby right. three years ago would have fucking broke us. And we're okay. Right. I Absolutely. think that people don't realize that so much of this is mindset. And if you're afraid to Definitely. move forward and move into your new way of thinking and new way of living, then you're going to be stuck. Because let me tell you, yeah. Kelly and those cut-up credit cards on her refrigerator door are a thing of the past as well. She is now the parent who will say, can I help you in any way? And maybe she doesn't have like 20K to hand over to help people, but she has enough to help. And that was not yeah. always a thing. It was not always a thing. Anyone can do this. You just have to let go of the limiting beliefs that you have and start being grateful for what you do have. Yes. Definitely turn those negative thoughts into I can and I am and create your own reality because it's possible and you're listening to two people that are living, walking, breathing proof of it. So there you have it. Um, Have you ever done that experiment where you can write out uh, what it is that you like you want a certain amount of money to come to in the mail? Have you heard of that? Is that where you write the check to yourself? So kind of. So I had told, I read this, I think it was um, with one of those like self-made social media influencers who like talks about manifestation and that. Um, 
she had this program that I took. I can't remember the name of it again. Um, I think it's the same place I got the writing your, your thank yous on your checks. Well, you guys are listening to too much coffee and not enough sleep right now. I apologize. <laughs> it sounds like something's not quite connecting here. You would be right to assume that. Okay. It's so not. <laughs> the idea of it is that you write down, like you focus on, I am open to receiving money. I'm open to receiving money. I'm open to receiving money. And you're supposed to focus on a certain amount. Well, the amount was like $500, I think, that they wanted you to focus on. But my train of thought was like, this can't be real. Can it? Like, okay. So if this is real, if I can really change my mindset and receive money, I'm open to receiving and I am going to receive money in the mail tomorrow. And I kid you not, I got a dollar in the mail the next day. <laughs> I love it. And I laughed so hard. And I, I still have that dollar, actually. It's on my bulletin board because I was like, you know what? This is proof right here that it really is a mindset shift. This is the sign that I needed. And maybe yeah. just finding a dime on the side of the road or a penny is just enough for you to say like, oh, my God, I found this money and I'm grateful for that. And there's more of it. My husband yes. used to throw pennies away before we met. Oh, my God. Wait, it made me crazy. Wait, what? Yeah, I was going to say, my my dad would come hunt him down for that. I think I did yeah. that once when I was cleaning my room, and my dad was like, what is this? <laughs> He's like, it's money. I'm like, oh, it's, yeah, pennies but it's just a penny. And I still right. believe that. My stepdad yeah. was like that, too. Is like that, too, I said was. But he um he has, like, his found money jar. And if you, like, <laughs> I remember when I was a teenager, I stole, like, four quarters out of it or something. And he knew. <laughs> oh, he tracks it. Oh, see, we have one, and it's just, like, a big catch-all. It's That's huge. what I it's thought. Huge, and it's just, like, you throw it in there, and eventually you cash it in and, you know. You know I think nope. that my sister was dipping into that, too, and that's why I got caught. I was always the <laughs> it, one to get caught. He drew, like, a dry erase marker line on the side, and it <laughs> – I actually have a story, though, about, like, the money manifesting thing. So um, I was, like, really intensely involved in an MLM, right? Like, I was in it. I was in it to win it. I, I was running. I was going. I was doing all the things, right? And I went to this one session, and – um, they said, well, how much money do you want to make next year in your business? And I wrote a random number on the paper or on the check. Right. So I wrote this check to myself, random number. It wasn't a huge, but it was, it was a nice chunk of change. Right. Yeah. And so I wrote it on the paper and I, they said, put it somewhere and pull it out in a year and see what happened. And then if you didn't get it, you put it back and you look the next year, whatever, whatever, whatever. Right. So I put it away. I forgot about it. I was calculating my income for my business, not my MLM business, but my business. And I was like three months into my calculations, right? And something told me like, do a sum. So I did a sum and I was like, oh my gosh, this is the amount that I wrote on that check. And I said it to Ricky and he's like, he goes, no, 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 no. And I'm like, I'm going to find the check. I remembered where I put it. So I went and grabbed it, and in three months, <laughs> I made the amount that I'd written on that check that I had planned to make over a year. Blew my mind. 
absolutely blew my mind. And I was like, okay, well now I'm going to up this number because now I see that it actually did something for me. (laughs) That's how real that shit is. When I went to a retreat with Inner Bloom Podcast, they said, how much do you want to make by the end of these three months? And I said, $10,000. And I just like said it like it was nothing. And now I realized like moving forward, if I wanted to, I could make that in a month. So why did I say that for three months? But I had, I didn't have that mindset. But when I said that, every person in the room went like, oh, how could I just so easily say that word? And it was funny because later one of the business coaches, um, well, actually, we're going to have her on here soon. She was like, did you see with what ease you said that? And you had no problem creating it. So I'm like hearing this for myself again now. Why are you so focused on the details? Just know what you want to accomplish and it will happen. Yes. And release the resistance, release any resistance that you feel around it. Like, oh, this might not work out. Believe it's going to work out for you or believe that if it doesn't work out, you're going to find the next thing that will work out. So always have, you know, that backup plan feeling and knowing that you're learning, you're growing and um, you're getting yourself there. And it's a really, really powerful feeling to be able to write your own paycheck. Just saying, just saying. It is. It is a really powerful feeling. Okay, so why don't you guys start like start by showing us that you're you're really invested in that idea of bettering your financial predicament and um why don't you take a picture of like a, a bill that you paid or something like blur out your details and sign your name on it and tag us in it. We wanna see that. Yeah. We wanna know that you're taking this seriously and that you believe that 2021 can be a year of changes. If this isn't like your golden year of everything being perfect for you because you got to work for that, then this is the year you start making those changes. So start by Yes. And if you need any help with mindset stuff, um, I last year, Catherine invited me to 21 Days of Abundance. I had created my own group and I actually just reactivated it. And it's Deepak oh, you Chopra's did? 21 Days of Abundance. I did. Yeah. So we started it today, but the group is always there. So if anybody is interested, find me on Facebook. Let's be friends. I'll throw you in the group and um, you can do it on your own time or run alongside us. We just started it this week. So let's do it. Let's run. But I had a great experience with that year so I was, or that last year. So I'm going to do it again this year. So oh my God, that was yes. my goal. That's- throw me in that group. Yeah, girl, I got you. I'll, I got you as soon as we're done here. All right, I let's do a conversation that- card. Yeah, pull a conversation card. I got to send my babysitter home. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) All right. Oh, I love this. Okay. What would you like to do when you get older? (laughs) I wish you guys can't see this face right now, but it's a a blank frozen smile. Because Uh, (laughs) I was thinking about what was going to come out of my mouth. And then I was hearing my inner dialogue with like my mother saying, don't say that out loud. (laughs) I retracted it. I, when I get older, are we talking like old, old, like 80s, 70s? I don't know. Next you year? Set your own timeline. There's no definition. So okay, you when set your Michael's own timeline. retired. So in his I like it. mid 40s, which is not old, but it's still older than where we are. I would like to right. be able to travel to Europe mm. and see, I want to see all of like, 
like Ireland and Scotland and all of those like super green places, you know, where it rains a lot. I want to go to all of those. And they're so magical and, and full of like that fairy feel and all of that like old world magic, right? So I would like to go do yeah. that. And I would like to be able to start purchasing properties in other countries. Oh, I like it. What about you, Jenna? I like it. Mm-hmm. When I get older, you know, so this is like a tradition that um, one of my friends had that, well, like an acquaintance in high school. And I was always like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I'd like to do that. So, um, and Ricky and I have talked about this, but we want to travel like during the holidays, but with our families. So bring our immediate family with us. Like if our kids have kids, their kids come, whatever it is, and go see different places. And I'm not really limiting it to anywhere because I want to go see it all as well. So um, do that. And then Ricky and I also talked about the, the fact that we do want to do um, like buy the trailer and go across the United States. But we decided that's not something we want to do with the children. We would rather travel to Europe and all of those countries with the kids. And we'd rather go across the country on our own. <laughs> Once our kids are like in college or something and it's just back to us. Time. Yeah. Sorry, kids. A, love a you. But <laughs> he was like, hey, let's I'll go. Let's go across the country in an RV. And her teenage son was like, that sounds like hell. <laughs> doesn't it all right i want to do it with ricky i can leave my kids out it's fine yes exactly (laughs) that's exactly it we're going to ireland for our 10th wedding anniversary and someone asked me if we were going to bring the kids and i was like are you out of your fucking mind no (laughs) bringing the kids to ireland they won't appreciate it yet I want to bring my kids, but I want to bring my kids and I want to bring a nanny so that my husband and i can still have our own time the old pal so that's my plan Yes, absolutely. Okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, you guys, go scribble some thank yous on the things that you pay for and tag Project Healing in that ish. All right, loving all the things to you guys. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Project Healing.